Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it's This Addiction. David takes a deep breath in preparation to talk about his favorite Alkaline Trio song, This Addiction. From my favorite Alkaline Trio record. And he's already he's already getting hot right now. Hey, my name is Tim Crisp. I'm here with David Anthony. Welcome to As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio. We are here to discuss the first song off of the Alkaline Trio's seventh. Seventh record this addiction the song is called this addiction Mm -hmm. title track title track for a thing they never really did before yeah aside from like maybe i'll catch fire Uh uh-huh um and the band's uh the band's debut for epic epitaph epitaph because agony and irony was the epic record the this was the post we didn't sell enough and got dropped album well they the never to form. they never signed to epic yeah they signed to v2 and Shattered. then v2 got bought up by epic mm-hmm. and so they probably just did they get dropped or did they run their contract out i mean it would be surprising to me for a major label to do a, a one record deal but it's not unheard of you know um well it would be a two record deal right no What's it for V2? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Epitaph, Epic uh, consumes V2, yeah. and then Alkaline Trio makes the record that would have been for V2, and they make it for Epic, and then Epic is like, eh, we're yeah. not gonna, we're not gonna resound either yeah. way. Either way, um, go, go home, go home to your 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 punk label. your friend Chicago and. And the Matt Allison guy, and they're like, hey, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Why don't we go back to basics? Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to, uh, if you listen to episode one where we rank all these things, this is the one record I rank the lowest. I've got a great deal of disdain for this album for a lot of reasons, and we'll get into some of them today and many, many more through the, I think we'll have nine more episodes of this. <laughs> um, God. Plus the B-sides, which are surprisingly good. Um, but this is the Return to Form record. And I I have a real dislike for Return to Form records because I think, that, I mean, it's just marketing. Right. And it's just a way of being like, you don't like what we did most recently. We don't feel like we've got anything to say artistically. So let's just give the people what they want. Right. And that's fine. But I think that is like the saddest thing in the world. It's me. a it's a pretty yeah, it's kinda like I don't know, when when you see uh when you see someone you haven't seen in a long time and they tell you that they're selling insurance and then they're just like, Yeah, you know, I just call people and see if I can save them money and you're just like that's great. See, that's that's a that's a really good way for you to frame uh, what your 
actually doing. Yeah, well, for me, it's not even that. For me, it's more the feeling of like running into someone who you haven't seen since high school and them being like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, great. And they're like, yeah, you want to hang out? We can go back to my, my parents' basement and we'll play video games. <laughs> and like, like, and it's just like, it's just like this arrested development idea of like what growth is. Yeah. And it's just this very like, man, wasn't the past amazing? Like, I love it, Buster Bluth. Yeah. It just makes me very sad. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's just a real loose seal on the ocean of art. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things too, that it's like, it's like, all right, like, what what do we talk about like how do we how do we market this thing where we've been doing it for so long you know what's the what's the best what's the best thing that we can do here and it's just one of those like oh we recorded it to tape wow okay like who gives a shit um and and that's the thing is like you know i think production wise like matt allison does a pretty good job and like before this record came out, this was the pre-release single, which makes perfect sense as it's the title track for a song, yada, yada, yada. And I remember hearing it and I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, this is fine. You know, like, I understand why it w- it's a first single. Uh-huh. Maybe there's more to the record than that. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I know that now. But this song literally is just My Friend Peter. It's pretty straight up. My friend Peter and listening to it, you know, I, it was kind of funny to hear that like driving guitar intro that starts it off. You know, it's like it's, it's it's a two part intro, and the first part of it, I'm just like, whoa, yeah, return to form, Holly, huh? return to a song that you already wrote. Yeah, and I think like. It almost makes me dislike my friend Peter. <laughs> Which like is fucking impossible to do. Yo, real talk, I've got a couple of Alkaline Trio songs in my life that have been ruined not by the Alkaline Trio but by bands that were around uh really? my local scene that tried so hard to sound like Alkaline Trio that I still hear like certain skiba inflections and I just think of these people that I didn't like. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to get to these songs. Yeah, it's I'm it's it's interested. good stuff. But yeah, I mean this is, you know, I put this on and 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 like I've mentioned, I, you know, I had my drop off point with Alkaline Trio. I've never heard this addiction. I am hearing this uh, this single for the first time, I've never heard the record. I put it on, I'm just like, yo, not bad, not bad stuff. Yeah. Definitely like accomplishes the goal. Um, it's, you know, I, I kind of like that the, that the intro is two parts. I think both parts mesh really well together before we get into, we get into like a pretty okay verse, but this, you know, it's got, it's got a nice chorus it functions very well as a single for you know your new record but there's not too much to it yeah i mean it's as a statement of intent for what they're trying to do i think it makes sense and and achieves that and as a single taken as a single especially at that time like you're like yeah okay like the, the it was doing a thing but it's one of those songs where it's like i never need to hear it again because i understand what you're going for but you know i'm gonna First song that I'm going to say is like totally fine and, you know, competent in what it achieves. I'm going to talk a lot of shit on this episode just as a stand for the record as a whole because this record is insulting to me. 
It's insulting to my <laughs> intelligence. It's insulting to me as a fan. Uh-huh. And it's like they're aware of it. Like I like there are songs on this record where I'm like, this is literally you being like, hey, idiot, here's this. It's like a thing you like. Now, okay, well, why would why would someone go out of their way to do that? I mean, I think because the coded message of a return to form record is you don't like our actual art, so here, spend your money on this. Uh-huh. I think the entire premise of billing something as return to form as as trying to like you know give people what they want is just insulting to your intelligence to the fans intelligence yes well i mean there's there's truth to that i think but going and saying you know that this is a return to form record has a lot to do with the label saying, "All right, well, this is this is how we're gonna do sure. it, right? We're they're back on a punk label, yeah. They're uh, you know they're they're back with the producer. Like maybe that maybe working with Matt again was or Matt Allison again is it's for them. It had little to do with uh, with you know a quote unquote return of form. But when they when they do all this and then the uh, you know Gurowitz is is hanging out with the PR people at Epitaph and he's like, all right, what do we got here? And they're like, well, you know, why don't we? It's a return of form. Yeah, yeah, and and, then, and, and then, I get that, but uh-huh. it's but it's also like you know, there's a lot of them I think trying to escape themselves in that process, right? Right. And I think it's you know as we discussed in the other episode where we talk about a song from this record, Eating Me Alive, that was going through a divorce. That's not really present on this record. Um, there's just a lot of complacency in it that they never had before. Like, as much as I I don't think Agony and Irony is a great record, like, I do think it's at least striving for something. It's at least trying to achieve something even if I don't like it. Uh-huh. And so much of this record was, you know, like you said, with the recording the tape thing or idea, it's just like, trying to use component parts as a stand-in for creativity you know dan has said this record took them longer to make than any other which is a sign of there's an issue there right you know especially when you're talking about a record like crimson which is so huge sounding i imagine a lot of that time was studio times booked uh we're gonna write the record there Uh uh-huh you know and they all lived together in the same place but like didn't really hang out like you can hear just how disjointed it is and so much of it is it feels insulting if only because it feels like rushed. Like, oh, we've got to have the record out. Just uh, whatever. It's Get rushed even though it, it took, you know, so much time of actual, like, doing within the studio. Yeah, and there's just little things about it. Like, the song that follows this, which is one of my least favorite dance songs. Uh-huh. Dine, Dine, My Darling. It's like, <laughs> yes, we've heard the Misfits. This feels like you're just, like, really, like, whatever. Who can, like yeah. that's not your brand, Dan. Uh-huh. That's not you at all. That's, yeah, that's Matt. You know, put, like put Matt in front of the the piano, and then then we get a good oh, version man, of that, that a great version of that, so I would good. say. Um, but I don't know. This song and this record has always just represented to me a band kind of spinning their wheels and a band just needing to do this to you know sell some records and have something to tour behind. When you do something for as long as this band has been doing it what could what can you do differently well i mean i think it's you know it's the fact that like instead of trying to explore 
interests that maybe hadn't worked themselves in or, uh-huh. or allowing themselves to take more chances, they really looked back and were just like, what is the safest play? That's how this record feels to me. And like, maybe that's what they wanted to do genuinely. But I think there are glimmers on this record, very minor ones. And in some of the B-sides that show like, they were having fun and they were finding ways to do a, a return to form, quote unquote, make a punk record and do it in a way that felt more genuine. I think all of those examples come courtesy of Dan. I think there are like four Dan songs from this session that stand up is really good material. And I think those songs really show that like he was trying to find ways to consider it. Uh-huh. My, minus Dine Dine, my darling. Whereas Matt, I think it's just like, you know, he's just mining his past here. Right. You know, a lot of these riffs feel like the type of riffs I've heard before, be it, you know, this addiction taking a lot from my friend Peter, if it's lead poisoning, really trying to just invert the goodbye forever riff and then throw a trumpet on it. Uh You know, there's just a lot of moments of like, yeah, I mean, I love those songs, but I love them for what they are, and I want you to write new songs. Uh-huh. I don't want you to just come in and, and give me your old ones. I'm a, I can hear the diff. I can hear that these are the same, right? You know, and when I see someone doing that, it just always rubs me the wrong way. It just always feels disingenuous because I think so much of what makes art good and what makes records these things that people latch onto is they're a product of that moment. And when you try to remove yourself from the moment you're in and really just pander, you wind up with this or you wind up with fucking Green Day doing Uno Dos Trey or you wind up with Metallica making two really bad return to form records or you wind up with fucking Weezer. Right. You know, and I don't want Elkline Trio to be Weezer, but that's what this is here. This is a bad like this is either, you know, what is the memories or whatever that fucking weezer record is hurley uh-huh. yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. You know, yeah, yeah these songs are fine but like you know this isn't real this isn't authentic and it's almost insulting the art you've made previous i think that it's interesting to me to consider the idea that dan's churning out good material here and it's not going on to the record what sort of insight do we have into how that dynamic actually works i've always been super curious about it because in the last episode we talked about i was a prayer which i think from crimson could have been a single yeah honestly Uh um but dan never really got singles on any of the records for when that was a concern he he didn't really get one on uh from here to infirmary stupid kid was really the only video they pushed yeah um good morning again not really given any play, not given any play. You know, the the one time they did with In Vain, Mm -hmm. that fell flat on its face. Yeah. And I think he got shunted off. And I think it's always been weird to see from those records where him and Skiba are more at balance in terms of songs with like Infirmary, Good Morning, Crimson. Like they have a more equal number. Yeah. On the actual release of This Addiction, he has three. Dan has three songs out of 11 Uh and a couple more on the B sides along with like a cover they did of no means no. And, you know, it it just really hints at the fact that like 
Dan stuff is becoming more its own island. And he, to me, it feels more like he's standing apart from what the band is doing. And I think the same is true on the next record, My Shame is True, where there's the Broken Wing EP that came out of it, which had four songs, three Dan, one Matt. And those are three of Dan's best songs from that session. And right. it feels like his best material is it, where before he was offering a reprieve to what Skibo was doing. Now it feels more like, all right, we have to make it this. Yeah. And there's no room for deviations. And uh-huh. I think that's what makes this addiction of My Shame is True lesser records to me because you don't get anything aside from the one thing done 12 times. Right. Where even on their most, you know, straightforward records, that was never the case. I think what's interesting to me in terms of you know the the concept of thought mm-hmm. the concept of the amount of thinking that's going into records at this point and how unproductive that amount of thought seems to be sure and you know when we talked about crimson the thought that went into you know working with jerry finn working with somebody who's going to just do the best work that he can to bolster those songs in that way. And that role of a producer in that sense. And in a lot of ways, it seems like going to Matt Allison felt like a thoughtful decision, but the thought in Matt Allison here is like, we're going back to that time that we didn't really have to think about anything other than you know sure. like double tracking the guitars and maybe like adding a harmony here it's just like well it's... let's put us back into that same place and hope that we can recreate the magic yeah well i i think it's that but i i think there's two other things at play is i think jerry finn had died you know they mm-hmm. were a little lost he had been their producer for a long time yeah and a creative partner that they thought was very crucial to them succeeding on good morning and uh crimson but you know that there was that issue and there was also skiba being divorced and i think there was a little bit of like them being lost mm-hmm. and i i think that's okay and i think it's okay to want to get back to something that is comforting and known going back to matt but it, it all feels disingenuous, and part of that is the marketing, but I think it, part of that's in the final product because, yes, like they are trying to go back and do something, but I think they're, they're doing a more low-rent version of what they were doing on A Good Morning by like, all right, yes, it's a return to form, but we're still going to throw weird sound effects on it, and we're still going to like throw a trumpet solo on it, and we're right. still going to like... You can tell that there's just a restlessness to this record that doesn't come through in a productive manner. I think there can be a version of a record where a band doesn't really know what to do, but you feel that and you see that, but this was not put out in that way. It's much more just like, we, we have to do this thing. We have to make it seem like, we to admit that we don't know what we're doing is to admit a failure. So we must instead admit that this was intentional. Right. And that's how this record's always played for me is that you know there was a lot of re- restlessness and unease and confusion but you don't feel an ounce of that in the material you don't get a record that's reframing that or expressing that you get a record that's running from that 
And I think when you are trying to escape yourself and you're trying to escape what you've built, it's really hard to make a record that that appeases either you or, or the people who care about what you do. Yeah. And that's always been my issue with this album. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the Alkaline Trio's best material, you know, really just came out of a place that wasn't, probably wasn't learned and the perspective taking had maybe a lot more to do with the fact that it's just like, this is me and it's working. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like all of those songs are, are the, the reason that they connect is, is something that, you know, no amount of like thinking on, on Matt's part could explain the connection that those first four five records have with people. Totally. And I don't expect, you know, an artist to like do that every time, you know, but when you're trying to push it as it being that it's just very, it's very disingenuous to me. And I think like, it's okay to, if this was a record that Matt needed to make to get him into a better place, God bless. Like everyone is entitled that and like deserves their way to work through it. And maybe this was his way of working through it by kind of distracting himself from the shit he was dealing with. Yeah. And that's okay. But you know, I, I, I don't know if there's that level of self-awareness. Like I think I've given this material more thought than anyone in the band did. (laughs) I just think that like, you know, when you, when you actually think about it and you look at it and you're, you're saying that you're, you know, 10 years removed from something that you were doing in your early twenties. And now you're going to like go back and do that thing. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're, man. You're, you're fucking, you're hopefully not making all of those mistakes again. Hopefully totally. you're not like, you know, destroying your liver the way that you did. Like, yes. And, 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 you know, you're not, so much of that so much of that anger and that frustration that comes out of god damn it is the fact that he's he's working that he's bike messaging and yeah. that he's you know and then it, it moves forward and he's and he's doing this band full time but he doesn't have fucking anything figured out yet totally and i think it speaks to like my issue with this record is that it feels oblivious and so much of it feels stolen from, you know, this song stealing my friend, Peter, other songs, stealing other songs, the fucking cover artwork straight up stealing an American nightmare cover to the point where Jacob Bannon, who is on the same label as them had Uh to release a statement about it. Um, it, There's just, there's just a level of like, we are unaware of the world around us. We are unaware of how the world's changed and we have not kept up, you know, and even from like, Though I think this addiction is a fine song, like lyrically, it's like, oh yeah, gonna have to face it. You're addicted to love. Got it. Got it. Right. But uh-huh. like, you know, and, and that's it's that new drug they've been talking about. And it also just muddies like what Matt has so long said. Of he's like, oh, I've never done heroin, but then he sings about it in the song. Yeah. And he did a much better job of articulating the disconnect of someone and that idea of addiction in a song like continental, you right. know, or and it's blue just in the like, face is like a perfect, like look in the mirror at what you're doing with yourself. Yeah. And like a song like that, which I think is great can be really corny, but I just feel like there's no, there's no putting himself out there. There's no risk actually taken because it's, this is a record that like if a fucking, if they had like hired, you know, a marketing agency, they'd be like, these are the things you need to do for it to succeed. Yeah. This is the record you need to make. And right. that's the record they made. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And it, I then there's like, 
there's a lot to be taken with just how like you know thin the whole the whole basis of the song is it's just like oh okay you're like a drug got it cool you and could, it, it, you could you could say that in one line and it's and it works out fine but your yeah. entire song is, is and, and that's that. this is really the beginning of Matskeep is just starting to write lyrics that are just pure surface level real thin just like six lines kind of repeated like even through agony and irony there was as much as he would like write a verse and then just kind of slightly tweak that verse this one's just full on like this record this song everything moving forward is just full on like yeah here's four lines i got yeah good enough Uh you know and i don't want that there are other bands my friend yeah for sure and i i I, yeah i can see i can see the being insulted when it's presented with such conviction from my standpoint it's kind of funny because i saw the writing on the wall and i was like get me out of here i don't need this and i'm sure there are poor people, thing sure there are people who love this record are gonna be like what the fuck guy yeah you're gonna have a fun week this week on the uh, on the internet yeah and that's the thing is like if this record means something to you and that feels good god bless it doesn't mean shit to me yeah well you're the one with the show. Hey, oh, am I now? I hope. I hope. I hope that you know wh- whether your opinions uh, are completely aligned or they're completely on the opposite end of what we're saying here. Our hope is that you're enjoying the time that you spend. You know, even if it's even if it's wanting to, uh, you know, reach through reach through the wires and and choke us all to death. You know, we're glad that you're here. And I, I think that it's it's something that I've been thinking about a little bit more recently is, you know, when we go hard on a song that we don't like, you know, we're, we're trying as much as we can to not be, you know, insulting to anyone who might disagree. We are really, really happy to have everybody out here listening and and we hope that you're enjoying it. And, you know, we... Uh, we like hearing from you mm-hmm. and you know so tell a friend about the show uh subscribe to it on on gotta rate the song buddy oh yeah. yeah yeah i'm sorry i did that a couple weeks ago too but then i edited it out but uh just roll with it you're gonna edit this one because i'm gonna be in, i'm gonna be in europe La-dee-da. i'm a big deal what can i say well you rank the song david two and a half skulls out of five two and a half I'll give it three. All right. That's a fine song. Fine song. Fine song. Hey, subscribe. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. He's at DB Anthony. I'm at Better Yet Pod. We will be back next week in good spirits, hopefully. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, folks.